My name is Abby and I'm the voice behind the Evolving Love Project. In this podcast, my husband and I deep dive into the topics of non-monogamy and polyamory, drawing from our experiences of being consensually non-monogamous for almost a decade. My name is Liam. Whether you're monogamous, polyamorous, curious or anything in between, we invite you to join us for this conversation. Let's begin. We have made it to the end of 2023 and what a year it's been. It's been an amazing year. It's been so full of so many exciting things. I can't really believe it. We've had conversation nights. We've had incredible conversations on the podcast with you know, some of our heroes of non-monogamy and, and these incredible thinkers and, and communicators in this space. Yes, and it really is quite incredible to think back to that, you know, actually speaking with some of these people who we look up to so much and the books, you know, their books that we've read like Jessica Fern and, you know, Marie Twan, the amazing compersion researcher and, and just some dear friends of ours along the way. And I'm really proud of our podcast and I'm excited for where it's headed. Yeah, we have lots of exciting things uh, for next year. We have lots of guests who we've been talking to about coming on. Yes, I'm very excited for our upcoming guests that we have booked in. We have some um, a, a wide range of opinions and life experiences, and that's just going to be very exciting. Yeah, but we'll leave the teasers there because we don't want to we don't want to blow the the excitement that will inevitably happen once once these uh, guests get announced. This is true. This is true. We'll leave it as a surprise. Yeah, but. As we move into 2024, I thought it might be interesting today um, to have a little chat about, you know, what are, what we're manifesting for 2024. As in what we're manifesting dating-wise? Exactly. Or, or in life or with conversations? Dating. I think dating. Yeah. Oh. Well, how's dating been going for you at the moment? Dating has been pretty chill for me. I've been very busy uh, just mm. with life and also Evolving Love Project does take a big chunk of my time and attention, which I love. I love putting energy into Evolving Love Project. I will say that sometimes it does, you know, it does take up some time, but I'm feeling really good with where I'm at with my non-monogamy at the moment, which is, I would say I'm in the experience of Comet Partners at the moment, which is really nice. I don't have any like long-term partner or anything, but I'm just enjoying um, some connections and actually uh, recently reconnecting with a little old flame as well from a number of Mm. years ago, which we can maybe talk about at some point. But yeah, things are just feeling really good. Yeah. and, And have you been doing any dating apps? Have you been on the apps? I have been on the apps a little bit. I've been enjoying chatting with a couple of people. We haven't really had coffee yet. Um, Yeah, it's all happening on the apps. I've had some really interesting invitations to places. I've been invited to some lovely cabin at the coast. Oh, yeah. That was such a strong move. Such a strong move. Yeah. A very nice cabin, mind you. Very nice. Very nice cabin. Um, I did see a few photos and, um, yeah, so... Definitely uh, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. I think maybe a coffee at some point is in order. But yeah, it always brings up that interesting discussion of like nights away or weekends away or this or that. And Mm. I think it is that different sort of experience. You know, this person who I have chatted with, um, they are not in the non-monogamous space. So just sort of- Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, not not in the non-monogamous space. So also just being aware of, you know, different sort of- um, what would I say, different speeds perhaps with dating. You know, I, I, mm. I tend to take things a little bit slow, I think, sometimes. What do I, you think? I think we take it pretty slow. 
Yeah. I think on the whole, which is which is good for us. It's a good and I mean there are exceptions to every rule, of course. There's been times where things have gone rather quickly. Yes. But I, I think uh, with certainly when dating someone who is not necessarily uh, in the non-monogamous space, I think there's got to be a greater deal of communication sometimes. Definitely, definitely a greater deal of communication. I'm not, I'm not rushing for an overnight um, straight out the gate. I like to sort of get to know somebody a little bit um, slower. In saying that, I feel like when it's you and I meeting someone together and mm. I've got your sort of weigh-in on, you know, who you think they might be or, you know, your sort of vouch for them, I do feel more comfortable. So mm. I think I'm happy to go at a, at a faster pace if you have met them and like them and there's sort of some um, synergy happening between the three of us. So it's mm. look, it's all incredibly circumstantial and situational. Mm. And that's happened before. I do remember a few times where we've all caught up with the, the guy together and, you, you know, you'd said, it'll be great if my husband can come along. He's super cool. We'll have a fun time. And then we all have a drink or, um, you know, and have, have chats. And then from that stage, you feel really comfortable because you know that I'm comfortable and I like to meet them as well. Not always. Um, you know, I, I'll always kind of message with people I think I think that's kind of makes makes me feel more comfortable in the situation um, but it is something that we've we've done before mm. and as a woman it does make me feel quite safe having that extra level of are you vouching for them and you having a read mm. of them that's a, actually a really important thing for me which I've realized as I'm going forward with my non-monogamous journey is you meeting somebody and just you know, I feel like you have very good intuition. I also have intuition, but I'm aware that with our intuition, you know, and NRE, sometimes you can't always see things when you're like right in it, when you're too close or your feelings mm. are too excited. Um, so I really do appreciate you giving an opinion, but I know this is a really sensitive topic uh, for people mm. in the non-monogamous and, and more so I think in the polyamorous space because it does sort of touch on this idea of like how much does our, you know, does one of our partners sort of weigh in on our other relationships. So, you know, for me it comes from that space of like you don't have to meet the people that I date but mm. I actually feel way more comfortable when you do and when you're sort of brought into the dynamic in one way or another, um, even if it's just becoming really relaxed friends and acquaintances. And in the non-monogamous space, I feel like when you bring that up, hey, is it cool if my husband comes along? People are always like, yeah, of course, that's totally fine. I'd love to meet your husband. I, I think in the monogamous dating, when you're dating someone who's monogamous, mm. that would just make them run a million miles. Yeah, I think people can think that's a little bit strange. You know, I also notice the difference in the monogamous dating scene. They don't really ask about your partner. And I think mm. this sort of plays into that trope or that common misconception with non-monogamy that you are non-monogamous because something might be missing or wrong with your relationship. And, you know, I think sometimes monogamous people are a little bit hesitant to ask about a partner, mm. like about my husband, because they don't want to, you know, we don't want it to turn into a therapy session or something when in fact, it's like, no, my husband's awesome. He's great. He'd love to meet you. Everything's chill. There's nothing wrong. Um, that would be, that would be actually really wonderful. They just don't have a frame of reference. I think monogamous people just don't know how to 
date in a non-monogamous space because they've never done it before. So they're, they're probably thinking, like the guys might be thinking, should I ask about the husband? Like, should I say, is your husband okay with this? Or what does your husband do? Or, you know, what's what's your husband up to when I'm taking you out on a super cool date? Totally. And I think it's like people wanting to keep it in that erotic hot space or that mm. excitement space and not sort of make it all too like real talk or you know, is, is there any issues? And I think, yeah, and, and that can also just be a bit of a balance depending on what people are looking for with their non-monogamy as well. Um, you know, just generally with dating, it's like with the conversations, you know, mm. to keep it light and fun and hot and in that space or to like really, you know, go in on each other's emotions, like straight away, mm. learn to unpack each other or what's going on. So it is, an, it is an interesting thing. They might also be thinking, you know, maybe you deliberately don't want to talk about your relationship because it's like this kind of escape, this sexy, like, ooh, you know, I'm doing something and we're not even talking about my husband. It's like almost like a, a permitted affair of I'm, sorts. I mean, that sounds pretty hot. I know, right? <laughs> and it might be hot for you as well. Like, do you find when you're in that space and it's not being like family life, like what is, how old is your kid? All that kind of stuff. Mm. Is that like a sexy, maybe yeah. it's easier for you to get into a sexy space. For sure. Absolutely. But I think there, need, there can't be no acknowledgement. There can't be, mm. we can't like not have that conversation about you or about our dynamic or our relationship. There has to be, there has to be that sort of somewhere early on in the piece mm. so that then we can like play into it a little bit if we want to, you know, play yeah. into this idea of, you know, having this time that's just for me and when I'm with somebody else, like I really am embodying just myself as a woman and not mm. me as, you know, me who's like making dinner and like picking up the toys and, and, you know, doing washing and all of mm. those sorts of things, which is all amazing stuff. Don't, do not get me wrong. Um, so it doesn't, it doesn't feel like an escape from life, but it's like, you know, changing gears, just accessing another, mm. another part of my womanhood. Mm, amazing. Well, if, if you think about, just imagine a hypothetical where you're dating a monogamous guy, mm -hmm. okay? And then he goes, I have this I have this real fetish for like cheating with someone in a like a in, in in this kind of sexy fantasy way. What if he was like if he came to you and was like, let's act like you're cheating on your husband? Yeah. Is I that mean, hot? Yeah, I mean I'd obviously talk to you about it first. Yeah, I mean I'd be I, like, you know, but I know I mean Maybe I wouldn't. I think I could just immediately start playing into that because I know you so well. You'd not be into it. I mean, yeah. we've been together for 12 years. Yes. Like I know yeah. your mind yeah. and I know that you'd be into it. And that would be so hot as well. That would just be like, mm. yeah, that, that would be because fun. Because it really supercharges the taboo of the, of the infidelity. Oh, totally. And I think we may have spoken about this before and I heard Dan Savage talk about it once on his podcast and he was like, can we please not normalize everything because having mm. taboo is so hot mm. and they're like radically making everything, you know, socially acceptable and blah, 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 and non-monogamy and all this stuff. It's like there still needs to be something that we're like breaking out against, you know, mm. like a little secret or a little something that's a little bit wrong about it. I think maybe early on or maybe a couple of years ago, I was dating somebody or seeing someone and... I 
I said to him or you, I can't remember, maybe it was you, I was like, maybe when I'm with him, I should like take my wedding ring off or something. And you oh, were like, yeah. and you were like, no way. Like, it's so hot that you have a wedding ring on. And then I spoke to him about it and he was like, don't take your wedding ring off. That's like a part of the, that's like such a vibe. Mm, yeah. Okay. Okay. So Liam, mm. what about your dating for 2024 or where are you at with your non-monogamy? So like a little like recap and then. Mm. Well, we've had some, I've had some, and we have had some very fun situations this year. We've, we've got up to a little bit of mischief, not to be too specific about the mischief. We'll let the listeners uh, fill in the blanks. But, um, yeah, so at the moment, uh, I have a lovely connection with someone who is currently not in the city that we live in, in Canberra. Um, she's gone away for about a month. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's that's been really fun to kind of, you know, explore that connection a little bit. And, and when she's back ar- uh, around Canberra, hopefully that will be explored some more, which I'm excited about. And you also, we went on a, a little date all together, which was exciting. I loved it. I got to meet her because I mm. think you and her had been having a vibe for quite a while, chatting mm. and then dating. And then we have a group chat going, the three of us, and we have been trying to organize a time just to go out for dinner or for drinks or something. Oh, just it was for, a nightmare. Just so for quite hard. a while. It was just logistically, it was quite hard to all uh, line things up, but then we managed to make it work. And oh my gosh, she's so lovely and warm. And it was just really nice to meet her. Yeah, it was super fun. And it was fun to watch you meet someone like as a metamorph. I know. Like, I really, I really like that. And because we'd already had this vibe and, you know, her and I had already, um, you know, uh, explored. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was beautiful to to kind of see you you meet each other for the first time and and hang out, even though you talked lots and, Yeah. Did it feel quite surreal? Like seeing, like being at the table with both of us? I would say surreal is not the word I'd use. I'd probably say hot. Hot. Because I think that was, I think I just loved looking at you both like chatting like it was it was a cool thing yeah and honestly we could have chatted all night long her and I had a lot to chat about we had stories Mm. to share I feel like we have we have some really interesting things in common with our sort of experiences and approaches to non-monogamy so that was really cool but also she's very different to me Yes. She's very, very different. And that is also really awesome. Yeah. I really liked that. And I love that too. I think it's that classic thing of, you know, variety and, and dating someone who's not necessarily, you know, a, an exact replica of your partner. No, you're not trying to replace me or anything like that. It's mm. just like, you know, that's the cool thing is that there are different people in the world. So, yeah, she she is really lovely. She's really cool and... Yeah, it was a really nice night. Yeah, so I think in the new year, as we as we get edge ever so closer, I think, yeah, that's something that will be really fun to explore. Yeah. So if we were thinking about things to manifest in 2024, what would be the partner that you will manifest for yourself? Can you describe him or her? Look, I don't like to be looking for somebody already, like to have an idea in my mind and say, okay, this is who I want. He's got to be this type of non-monogamous, blah, blah, blah. And then start going around in the world looking for that like perfect non-monogamous partner. I think that doesn't 
that doesn't quite sort of work maybe just generally in relationships across the board. Totally. But we can say, and I can say, you know, compatibilities and I can reflect on past experiences and um, reflect on times where I have felt really happy and where dynamics have felt really at ease. And I will always say that I think the happiest connections for me have always been connections where you have formed a friendship with the person who I'm dating mm. in a way where we can all spend time together and, um, you know, just, just have a lovely, just have like a lovely, relaxed, easy connection where we can all go for lunch, but also where you and the partner can, um, also have your own line of communication and somebody who's like really sex positive. That's like mm. really, really important to me. Someone who's like, a little bit like mischievous and deviant and happy to like message with you about stuff, mm. you know, talk about me with you. And I just think that really feeds something incredibly like hot and exciting. And so I think that's sort of usually more in like definitely the non-monogamous space as opposed to somebody who is monogamous. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, look, that's always a really fun connection, but um I just also I'm enjoying not I don't I don't want to be too like stressing about you know finding this one partner or whatever. I think it's also nice to have different connections perhaps in different places. You know, we recently connected with somebody who uh we had connected with I had connected with years ago. Mm. I think in 2021. And then life happened. We live in different states. Pandemic. Pandemic. Um, you know, just all of those things, di distances and then other partners taking up bandwidth. You know, yes. I had quite a significant partner a while ago that sort of took up a lot of sort of emotional energy for me. So mm. I couldn't, you know, that was sort of like navigating that situation. Um, and so, you know, just like really, you know, enjoying that reconnection as well. You know, we recently saw him when we were in Sydney. Yes. What a fun time that was. That was so fun and also so spontaneous. Yes. As well. Yeah. It was like maybe so spontaneous. Maybe a few hours worth of notice. <laughs> I know. I was like, because, you know, you never know how much energy you're going to have. And, totally. You know, we were up in Sydney to record this um, podcast for Mamma Mia, the uh, No Filter podcast. Yeah. We're excited about that coming I'm out. Really excited for that to come out. That's coming out in February. But, we, anyway, we got to Sydney, we were feeling like we had pretty good energy levels and I sent him a message and said, you know, would you like to catch up for a drink? It would be great to see you. And he just immediately wrote back and was like, yes, of yes. course. And what a drink it was. What a drink it was. What it was a drink. Just so nice. And just you and him chatting and having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really like him. You do? Yeah. We have a lot of shared interests. Um, we both love sports. So we, we chat lots about that. And he's just a just an awesome, awesome guy. Totally. And there's just something about that British banter. Yes. Yeah. I think maybe it's because I lived in England for a little while, but there is that, that kind of back and forth that I, I fall into really quickly and easily. You and do. I just I just love it. I just I love British people. I do as well. I love them actually. Yeah, the first partner that I ever had, he was British and, mm. you know, just such a beautiful, warm person. He actually messaged me Merry Christmas. Yeah, it was oh, beautiful. So just, just wonderful 
beautiful man. Yeah, because he was in Japan with his in Japan with his fiance. fiance. Um, but yeah, the the little dalliance in in Sydney with with our English friend was was very fun. Okay, so you're you're being very non-specific about what you're looking for. You're basically like, I'm just looking for anything but something cool. Okay, so look, I'm not really looking. And I feel okay. like I haven't been looking for a long time, but I'm open. I'm mm. open if somebody that really makes me stop and pause. Mm. Um, I'm open to putting energy and attention there. But I'm but I'm also just it's been a big year. So I've been a little bit slow. But yeah, not not so much seeking or looking, but I'm open. And I think that for me, it comes down to the mindset. For me, so much of this is the the freedom of knowing that. I can lean into a connection if I mm. if I feel so inclined and that that's something that you really love and enjoy and gently encourage in a really, really supportive and compersive way. So, yeah. One thing I've noticed, uh, so the place that we live in Canberra, lots of people move out of Canberra and then they come back for Christmas. So there's a, like this influx of hotties that just like start appearing at coffee shops and, you know, around, around about town. And it's always this like nice kind of like fresh energy in the city. Have you noticed that? I do you love fresh energy? Yeah, I think I have noticed that. That's that's definitely something. Um, and it does make me think, to, you know, when you think about fresh energy, I am in a, I actually am in a group chat with some friends. And... Oh, I love this for you. This is, <laughs> this is such a fun, this is, this is, everyone needs friends like this. So when you're in a non-monogamous community and everyone's sort of on the apps and, you know, we're, we're navigating this world, it does happen that sometimes people's hinge or field profiles do get screenshot and shared in this group chat that I have, that I'm part of. And people say like, has anyone dated this guy? Like, is this, you know, does anybody have a story or connection with him? And someone will be like, oh yeah, I dated him last year. He's really nice. You know, things sort of pivoted because he started seeing someone else, but I see he's back on the apps. You know, he's a great, he's a lovely guy. So then it's like, oh good. Mm. Okay. That's a nice vouching for, um, but I think it's so much more than that. I think the, the the one of the biggest strengths is just like the cheerleader aspect. Oh, so much cheerleading. It's basically like, yeah, you go. Yeah, like I'm going on a date. Yeah, get it. You know? I know. I know. It is it is really funny. I actually had a funny thing recently where I had been chatting very casually with somebody on Hinge, but I'd sort of been a little bit too busy to organize a coffee and life was getting in the way and I think we had just been chatting maybe for a, a number of months and nothing had sort of happened and it was very loose. And then not too long ago, like one of my closest friends in the group chat drops his photo or maybe just his name and she's like, we just went on a date with this guy. He's so awesome. He's like, great, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, I've been snoozing on that guy. Like now you're like he's great. And she's like, yeah, he's so great. And I was like, oh, Mm. Oh damn it! Like I, I didn't, um, I didn't take the moment, and she was like, "No, no, it's all good." Like, you know, he he can date all of us or something. It was like <laughs> so lovely, and it just made me just like love her. So like, you know, I just appreciate her, I mean, and I just love, I just love guy. that non-monogamous community enthusiasm. Mind you, I haven't had a coffee with him. Um, you know, I'm just 
you know, they're enjoying their moment. And I sort of hear around the, the grapevine, he's sort of dating a few other people as well, which is all wonderful. But, you know, I mean, I'm in no rush, but he's very lovely and I did meet him and we'll probably, you know, I'm sure at least at Friends, grab, grab a coffee at some point. It's so important to have that sense of support that you can all talk to each other and there is that camaraderie and, you know, just, just, yeah, the cheerleading aspect is just pumping each other up. There's just so much pumping up. It is. It's like, look at the, look at the outfit I'm about to wear on this day. And then all you girls are like, oh yeah. I know. It is so fun. And it really, um, it reminds me of this interesting situation that I'm in where it's like, I am a married woman. I am this married mum. There is that aspect of me, but there's still that part of me that can actually hang in those circles with those female friends. You know, some of them are single, some of them are poly, but I can, you know, I I can be part of that world as well. I'm not sort of like Mm. the married mum who can't sort of be excited by that or, or envious of that or turned off by that kind of talk. I can just like really lean into it, be everyone's cheerleader, talk about my own situations or my own disappointments Mm. or excitements and, and show up there too. So I really like that I can show up in those spaces for my friends as well. It's really fascinating. Well, it's like you're back in high school or something or like back at university and you're you know it's like that everyone's dating everyone's kind of in this like crazy kind of flow of like who's dating who and someone went out on a date on Saturday night and well how did that go and then the next week you're all talking about it and yeah it's so fun yeah it really is so fun it just keeps it so fresh but we do try and you know, we're not going into details about people's private lives. No, it's course. more just like lied and like, yeah, it, and it's and it's positive. We don't, it's not, it's not a space where we're mm. there, you know, talking negatively about people. Um, you know, I think we're all the type of, we're all the type of women where we know it's not a space for that. Um, it's just like, it's just fun. It's just encouraging each other. Yeah, uplifting. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it is a particularly hot group of babes it's a hot group of babes yeah it is and just beautiful people so beautiful people and everyone in the group at the moment is dating there's four of you and everyone's dating right yeah i think so yeah so it's just everyone's dating so it's just a it's just there's a constant stream of like stories it's hilarious you know and every now and again over over the morning coffee you go oh you know they had this amazing date the other night and i'm like and i get in on it too i'm like that's awesome you know, know. And I'm friends with them also, you know. I know. It's I, so I, f- good. I feel like a, a cheerleader, um, you know, on the sidelines. I know. You are always everyone's cheerleader. I love seeing people on the apps who I knew from just other parts of life. Like I mm. saw someone on the app the other night who I went, who was in primary school with me. Oh. And I was just like, wow. And I loved reading his book like about me on field and what he's up to and mm. his beautiful, colourful life. And I was just oh, so like, it was on field. It was on field. Mm. Yeah, like polyamorous, on field. I'm sure he loved reading your profile even more. Well, Can you imagine? He's like deep diving, like jumping into like ELP, Instagram. True, because I do have the Evolving Love Project Instagram mm. on my field profile. So I do sometimes get messages on on Instagram saying, hey, I saw your profile on Field. And Why haven't you matched me back? Yeah. Does I mean, that ever happen? I don't know. Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah. Look, also Field isn't fantastic because there's just not enough people on it. Yeah. So that's the downfall of Field. You, like you can swipe it to the end. 
Yes. And then it's like, oh, okay. I tell you what, back to though, the beginning, and then what, just keep refreshing to see if there are new people, you know, new people from primary school that are that are popping up, and you're like, yeah, you're Polly mm. now. But I tell you what, because field is interesting because it it uh, changes its, uh, you know, what it's showing you dependent on where your location is. And I remember when we went to uh, when I went to New York earlier this year, the field profile just magically turned up in New York, and then I just didn't really look at it and then there were so many likes i think just because there's so many people in new york but there were so many likes i think now there's like i don't know how many what's the number is it like three thousand four thousand likes or something on the profile like it's, it would so. it would honestly be a full-time job to go through yeah i think so yeah, yeah. definitely but it, i think it would be worth going through at some point because well, you never all know in new york though that's the problem i know look i don't mind a nice long distance connection I've stayed in touch with partners from New York. As time goes on, the, the the connection is sort of, you know, the frequency of how often we check in is less mm. and less. You know, we've been back for five, for four years now. So, But would you establish a connection initially in an online capacity? Like if, say, I go through and I find, you know, we, we, we both pull up field and, and there's this like absolute babe, okay? And then obviously they're in New York. We're not going to New York soon and so would you be open to starting an online connection i think less so now because now we have Mm. quite a significant community around us we know a lot of non-monogamous people but that was something that we did do when we were newly back to australia we were sort of open Mm. to more longer you know long distance connections Mm. and we enjoyed sort of like just chatting with people more and I think as we we're sort of looking for that community aspect I would definitely do it if we had a trip coming up oh, of course definitely and but I but I also it's New York it's like we know so many people in yes. the non-monogamous scene in New York we have friends of ours who run um, events there fresh meat with which is an amazing um, gathering and they host parties and drinks and meetups and things. Their Instagram is um, space at space invader social. So they're amazing. Um, so I feel like we do sort of know people organically in New York as well. And I do love a nice organic meet. Of course, but that's, but I'm speaking hypothetically. So hypothetically, someone is super, super babin and they're like, oh, well, you're not coming to New York anytime soon, but maybe we could like do a Zoom hang. Would I'd, you be into that? I'd do a, a Zoom, Zoom hang. Date? I would do a Zoom date. Actually, I tried to get on a video chat with this guy on Hinge the other day because mm. he was like, I'm free. Do you want to grab a drink? And I was like, look, I'm not really... You know, I'm not really free. We're in the we're in the lead up to Christmas, <laughs> but I can do like a half hour, like I can do a video call for me just to see if there's a connection because it's like I don't want to get stuck yes. in some message to and fro with somebody where it's like not a vibe. Mm. And um, he was quite taken aback by that. He was like, oh, I have never like met someone for like a video <laughs> chat, but I guess this time of year is kind of hectic. He was like, you know, but I am free to meet and, you know, I hadn't. Um, you know, I hadn't told him that I'm a mom and all of that. That's not something that I like to sort of tell people mm. straight away. Um, but you know, you're you know you're dating someone or potentially dating someone time poor when you're in the same city and they go, "Do you want to have a, a Zoom or like an online date?" Dude, I'm like, I've got presents to wrap. Like, I'm busy. Like, I've got cards to make. 
We've got, you know, we've got Christmas things happening, yeah. packing to go away, it all of that. It is a crazy time of year. It's a crazy time of year. So, yeah, we nearly had a video chat, I think, while the, the momentum momentum was there. Mm. And then we didn't have that video chat and the momentum has uh, plummeted a little yeah. bit. So that's okay too. That happens. But I am a little bit of a, I am a bit, let's like jump on the moment. Yes. Or else the moment goes and then I get like distracted. So I feel like your answer is to an uh, to a long distance international connection is a no. If we can get on a Zoom call pretty soon... <laughs> I would, I think it would be a yes. Okay. And then what would the connection look like? So you've had a Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Sexting and photo sharing. Yeah. And what a vibe. What a vibe. Yeah. I just can't vibe with these people who don't sext and who can't send photos. Yeah. We were asked this on the the Mamma Mia podcast and they said, you know, so presumably that we were talking to Kate Langbrook, who for international listeners is like a kind of a, a famous um, radio personality, yeah. actress, TV personality type person. And she was saying, um, you know, I, I guess you guys must just be sexting all the time. Like, is that what you guys are all about? And yeah, it was interesting. Well, I said, you know, we're not sexting all of the time, but that is a part of it. And I just did say totally. in the podcast, I said, you know, I did know there was, maybe it was a year ago or something, you were chatting with somebody. She was really great, great in person. Everything's yes. a vibe. I met her. Everything's awesome. Except she had no text chat. Yeah, She had like nothing. And so you were just like... And I was like, sorry, babe, like, I don't think she's compatible, like, with you. Mm. And that was funny telling Kate Langbrook that because then she was like, she was like, well, why? She was like, but you two are so compatible with that. (laughs) Like, she had this, like, (laughs) her monogamous mind was still like, oh, like, I can't, I I don't understand because, like, you two get each other so well. And it's like, yeah. It was that whole, uh, you know, you should be enough for each other because obviously you guys have such a great connection. Like I can't fathom like and sh- and I was saying, you know, which is this is true that I I love, you know, messaging you and we message kind of so just, much. just so much, probably unhealthy amounts. But we message all the time and I've like written you like these long stories, like these yes. erotic stories. 10,000 word erotic stories yeah, that are epic. bound in a book. Yeah, I've done. Yeah, I've, I've gone. You are the, incredible. I've gone the full way, but it's it's uh that you know, blew her mind too when you said that. She was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, but still, I it's it's fun to connect on that level with other people as well. You know, because yeah. because just like you know, there's variation in the way that you know you might be dating someone in person. There's also variation in the way that people message each other in kind of an online capacity and like you know, or different like types of selfies you know i i had a partner um you know uh for for a little while um over the last few years and she was just like amazing at selfies oh my gosh her selfies were so hot but also like very cool yeah just so cool like just just an absolute like just but just really interesting and of course like you know i'm i'm a photographer as well so so i love i either love like a very deliberate arty selfie or i just love like just crazy, like just bizarre, you know. I know. Oh, and I feel like you—you're very much in the pocket of like, because we've we've sent so many selfies to each other. Yes. Mostly you to me. Yes. Um, I feel like female selfies are always much more interesting. You know, I've 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 seen so many selfies. You have like a very particular selfie aesthetic. 
Are you saying that you're getting bored of my selfie no, I'm not aesthetic? Saying that. I'm not saying that at all. There's always there's you always need novelty. You need selfie novelty. I mean, is that what this is about? Look, I need to change my angles. I mean, anyone listening who has oh. seen a selfie of you definitely knows there's no issues there. But it is it is amazing to to kind of yeah receive a selfie from someone else that has like a very different aesthetic. Mm. It's kind of a it's kind of a really fascinating kind of mental gymnastics jump mm. which I just absolutely love. Mm. And coming back to, you know, everybody's different and we we all have different aspects of ourselves and, you know, we look for, it's not sort of about comparison, it's just about differences. It does make me think about friends and friendship. It's like we, you know, I like to compare it to friendships because we have so many different types of friends in our lives or we have different people. It's like you don't have like one friend who fulfills your like every single need of like they're you know they're they're your friend that you go to for like everything you know it's just sort of not the way that friendships are and you don't even really think about it as needs it's just like the enjoyment of the differences of people and sort of depending on where you're at you know tapping into different you know different friends and I I know you know with the friends that I have I will lean into different friendships at different times in my life and also maybe even different times of the month. It depends what depends what mood I'm in. If I'm feeling like wildly cheeky or I've just, you know, we were just in Sydney, you know, I'm going to probably message my friends that are my non-monogamous friends and my, my cheerleaders mm. as opposed to my long-standing friends from school days who are monogamous, who I value and love so much, but they sort of, don't get me on that level. Like they know they love me, but we don't sort of, I don't have those sorts of conversations with them as much. I'm talking about them with my, with my other friends. So it's just like the beautiful differences of people. Moving forward into 2024, one of the things that I would like to manifest is just more naughty uh, sexting adventures. Okay, ladies. There we go. That is the, that is the challenge. <laughs> if you have Liam's phone number. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have my phone number, don't go looking for it, please. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, amazing. That's something on my 2024 bucket list. And that's not to say that 2023 hasn't hasn't brought incredible sexting and incredible because uh, I have received some Hall of Fame selfies. I know. Um, honestly. This year. Beautiful, beautiful women. Yes, yeah. Beautiful but, people. Yeah, just beautiful, beautiful people. Beautiful mums. Yeah, lots just of... beautiful mums. Beautiful horny mums, <laughs> you know, which is the best type, really. I love that. Sometimes there, there's people that we have like an amazing... There's, there's some partners of mine who have never actually... I don't think I've ever connected with them in real life, even though we know each other personally. And we have like, I'm thinking of one person in particular, we have like incredible hot chats and incredible selfie sharing, but we we have yet to actually connect physically in real life. Hang on, as in, who are you talking about? Like you haven't met them? No, no, no. We know them. Oh, yes. We know them. Okay, I know exactly. But we have this incredible chemistry that at the moment like sits in that texting space. But that's something, there's something really exciting about that because not everything Mm. needs to be fully acted upon. It's like the point of this is like, it's the desire and the imagination. It's like, we're also responsible for the, for the NRE that we're feeling. It's not just all about the other person. Mm. It's like where your mind can go with that. There's something really cool about having not been with each other yet. Like that is 
a desire. Yeah, totally. Esther yeah. Perel says, can you desire what you already have or something like, well, <laughs> I like to think that you still desire me after 12 years. Oh, yeah, it's that. But there's something really hot that, you know, mm. there's still there's still a story to be written. Can I just loop back to this mum situation? Absolutely. Do you feel like a different sort of energy or dynamic between dating women who are mothers and who are not mothers? That's a great question. And this isn't about better or worse no, or anything I think, like I think that, just differences. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely differences. I think in a lot of ways when you're dating someone with kids, when you have kids yourself, you have an added appreciation for their time management. Yes. So I really understand, you know, the the importance of, you know, not expecting any replies or, you know, immediately or plans might have to be fluid. You know, there could be, oh, my kid's sick. I can't catch up for a drink or wh whatever it might be. And just making sure that the person who does have kids knows that I'm incredibly supportive and understanding of that. But in addition to that, I would say one of the, 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 the most amazing things about dating someone who has kids is that you understand the the, the importance that they have for this kind of mental escape, mm. right? And you can really play into that. And I think a lot of the really hot, you know, messages that get sent around and all that kind of stuff are with mothers because they might have five minutes of a day where they can devote to like this sexy, naughty, like taking some hot photos to send to, to me or to other people or to, to lots of people. And that's the five minutes of their day where they're not running around, they're not doing school drop-offs or they're not doing so many, you know, domestic things and working and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and I don't expect anything more, but I love that there is that connection and I love that they are able to explore that connection um, even if they're incredibly time poor. Or just like bandwidth poor as mm. well. Mm. I love that. That makes a lot of sense to me. And it makes me think back to this group chat that I'm in. One of the women said the other day that, what did she say? She said, there's a, she, she said, there's a special place in hell for those who waste the time of a mother or something like that. Like, God, that's good. Yeah, it was. And that was because one of the women had been getting cancelled on at the last minute. Oof. Um, by a date and it had happened a number of times and it was just like, you know, of course there's circumstances or whatever, but it had happened on numerous occasions mm. and she's a very, very busy mom and she had put this time aside and it's just like, don't waste people's time. Just in general. In general. Don't waste anyone's time. In general. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I, you know, when, when the friend said that comment about don't waste a mother's time, we were all like, yeah. Yeah. All, all the mums in the group <laughs> were just going, yeah. Exactly. Go mums. Exactly. And at any point, you know, dating someone who's single, uh, you know, that has, that has kind of a, a different set of interesting things as well that, that, that can come up. I think with you, when you've dated or, or potentially been dating someone who is single, they will make crazy suggestions at like, hey, like, you know, I'm just randomly in this area. Like, do you want to catch up for coffee? And you're like, you know, just running after our son in a park with me or like, you know, there's some and it's like, no, like we have kids like we can't 
you know, the, the chances of this, I mean, it is nice that they're, they're making the suggestion and I don't blame anyone for doing it, but it's like, I don't really know if a parent would just on the, on the spur of the moment go, Hey, I'm just like around. Do you want to hang out? It's like, well, I have to get my kid looked after. I have oh, to, yeah. you know, like there's so much of a juggle. Yeah. Or they'd say, I think another parent would say like, I understand this is probably not an option right now, but on the off chance. But yeah, there have been a few like last minute spontaneous suggestions. But look, I will say one of the positives of dating people who are not parents is that they do have more time, which can make scheduling a little bit easier Mm. because you're not trying to schedule time out of two families, trying to find the the time. Um, And also there is that awesome thing of you can you can be at their place. It's actually like for hosting, it can make it, you know, really good. I think it can get a little bit tricky when there are like married people who are like everyone's married. So it's like, and if you're seeing each other regularly, it's like, well, where, where is everyone having these dates? Yeah, there's a lot of hotel rooms <laughs> being booked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, there are ways to make, to make, this work of course and we've and navigated people, that there's plenty of people making it work there are plenty of people yeah and there can be something really exciting about making it work too so it depends well then it has to become extremely intentional which brings about its own sense of hotness you know because you have to be like okay this is a this is the date we're going to do it it's going to happen you know on a on a thursday next week and then it's like the build-up and the anticipation rises and that's beautiful yeah and that can be that can be really beautiful. That can as well. be really fun and hot. One thing we should do is talk a little bit about uh, what we have planned for ELP for 2024 because there are some some really exciting things in the works, and we've recently uh, made the decision to focus more on Substack. Yes, yes. So Instagram, as much as it is fantastic, it is tricky in the sense that my writing always needs to be censored. There's the algorithm. Uh, you know, I'm not always sure if people are like even seeing what I'm writing, but please, if you do enjoy my writing and my thoughts and my musings uh, with the non-monogamy, please subscribe to my Substack. It's like the full articles. You don't have to worry about getting distracted with other things happening on the internet. You can like really intentionally read the article because it goes straight to your email. Yeah. And I'm releasing an article every single Tuesday, although I think we might change the day to maybe, Wednesday. Maybe to Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be, it's a weekly article. For free. For free. So the weekly article for free plus our podcast for free, but I'm also going to have a paid option as well, which is going to be added articles a little bit more in depth. We're also going to be uh, releasing some uh, bonus premium podcast episodes as well, which will be kind of a deeper dive into some different topics, maybe some things that we might not necessarily put out for complete public consumption yes. um, to all of Spotify and all of, uh, you know, whatever podcasting stream network. And you'll have access uh, to that if you become, you know, a paid subscriber of the Substack. So we're really excited about that. We're going to be releasing four podcast episodes a month in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're already started recording uh, some of those and, and planning yes. planning lots of those as well. And you're going to be releasing, yeah, a whole bunch of, of your amazing writing. So yes. um, that's something that we're really going to be focusing on. Yeah. So please, if you are enjoying the podcast, if you are enjoying my articles, connecting with the writing and what we're doing with Evolve 
Solving Love Project, um, please do subscribe because it just keeps us um, keeps us going with it all. You are also doing um, some women's retreats next year in 2024, the first of which is in May. Women's retreat in May at the beautiful Heart Space Retreat in the Yass Valley, which is where we had the women's retreat last year in September. So really excited to go back there. And we also have our Soma retreat happening. So that's in Byron Bay at the beautiful Soma. That is a couple's retreat. That is Liam and I hosting that retreat together. We will also be having uh, conversation evenings coming back. We've been starting to host them in Sydney as well, which has been really fantastic. In addition to Canberra, which is where we live, um, we're going to be taking a little break in January and we're going to be coming back with conversation evenings in February, which we're really excited about. Yes, and they will be in Sydney and Canberra and then we are going to be expanding our conversation evenings to a few other cities, but we're not going to tell you about that just yet. We'll tell you about that soon thank you so much for supporting us this year in 2023 thank you for listening thank you for reading all of abby's amazing instagram articles or um, if you are already a subscriber on substack thank you so much for supporting us there we're wishing everyone a very exciting 2024 happy new year